Here yeah. we go. Oh, oh yeah. Again. Again. Yeah. Uno mas. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neat on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. And John. And Brandon. And boys, this week, a lot to talk about. We're going to break down this past Saturday's UFC Fight Night, which was headlined by Marvin Vittori mm-hmm. versus Paulo Costa. Wait, right. wait, gate. Yeah. <laughs> we will Jeez. then look ahead with our picks and predictions for this week's UFC 267, which features two title fights. Jan, I heard him say this week, he said it, John, actually. Mm. So we're going to go with that this week. Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira for the light heavyweight title and Piotr Jan versus Corey Sanhagen for the interim bantamweight title. We will also hit you with the news and finish with some Dana White elevator pitch at the end. We're bringing it back. Yeah, baby. So stick around for that. Hey, hey. All that and much more. But first, happy birthday, Brandon, son, Oliver. First birthday. Nice. First one. First one. No, no, it's the first one, man. Just celebrate. Well, it was, was it Wednesday? Uh, Friday. Friday was the actual Okay, Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Celebrated it today. Mm-hmm. One year down. How is it? How's it going? Oh, man. Fill us in. I feel really like that cliche dad. That's like it goes by so fast, but it really that is kind of true. Like it's kind of weird to think that I've had a kid for a year now. Yeah. But, but yeah, here How we How do you are. think he's doing? As in terms of like developing like, like, him, like are you? Yeah, you're grading him. Like, like how's he doing as a son? He's doing pretty well. He's you're hitting okay. all his marks. You're okay with it? Yeah. And uh, John was there today to gift him some nunchucks. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Honestly, <laughs> I told favorite. him like, I was like, he was so hyped when he looked in there. Dude, I, mean, it, I probably had them. I think way more than he did. <laughs> yeah, I think so. you're yeah. gonna have them. You're gonna have them in your office, huh? Yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like they. I uh, feel like they got passed around quite a bit too. Yeah, I think a lot they of did. people want. I think yeah. everybody wanted to touch the, the nunchucks. The nunchucks were the were the star in terms yeah. of the gifts. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of known for that. Given the gift, <laughs> I'll pull a gift. Like I always do a. Age that's like an age inappropriate gift, right? Yeah, like I have. We have a buddy named Q, or I mean, you've met Q. Mm-hmm. I gave his his uh, daughter's first birthday. I think we gave him some perfume, <laughs> some sour candy. Wasn't it like, uh, man? There was something else like really inappropriate, like a show. Was, oh, it was a uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Who we gave, gave him like- Breaking Bad pins? And, <laughs> like it was like, but it's like uh, first birthdays aren't you know super exciting. You yeah. know, people are kind of just sitting around. People are cr- babies are crying. Other people are probably crying. Right. So it's good to and I don't want to I don't want to like you know make you and your wife feel awkward but I just don't understand a surprise birthday party for a one-year-old surprise birthday party. yeah why'd you like why like every he walks in everybody's like surprise that yeah. didn't happen you must have been in the back oh uh, yeah where were you at D-Ray was texting us like hey. I brought him in I'm the one that brought the kid to the party yeah I just I didn't understand surprise birthday for a it was not a surprise party <laughs> I mean to be fair, Nathan wasn't all the way up yet. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I just didn't I don't think he woke up till after cake. Gotcha. I, I didn't get it. It was weird. Did you eat any food, by the way? No. I didn't think oh, so. Oh, I did have some chips and dip. Yeah. Wow. It's just tough, man. So you wake up and um yeah, I just woke up and it's like it's so hard to want to eat like sweet stuff or really anything mm, yeah. for that matter. But I think somebody brought the chips back and I was like, that looks really good. And then I just ate some of that. But that was it. Gotcha. But not, but I always hate not eating because I feel like I'm offending somebody. I was offended. I know. I hate that, man. But I, <laughs> don't be offended. It's just me. Gotcha. Um, got to see your brother, Bryce. Mm, got to talk fun. to him. Um, he did give me some feedback. I asked him what he was thinking about the podcast. He said he likes the beginning and the end. Only when we're not talking about MMA. So that felt really good. <laughs> yeah. 
He did say he's behind, so he's in for some good <laughs> treats toward the end of yeah. some of the last yeah. couple yeah. of episodes. Yeah. yeah, he said he likes everything except the MMA. Yeah, so I, that sounds, I was with it. It's pretty on brand for Bryce. Yep, yep. Said he's been watching some movies lately. Oh, yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll have him on. He said he wants to get on sometime. So that will be an interesting episode. Yeah, maybe we'll do like some uh, movie reviews or something. Something, mm-hmm. yeah. Gotta have the edit button ready. See yeah. what's hot. Um, bef- uh, before we jump in, I, I have to call you out, though. One more thing. Oh we're, we're on you early today. Yeah, man. It's, Sorry, this yeah. is rough. But at least we eased you into this, right? I guess. Yeah. Like, started off started with a compliment. Got a little critical with the surprise birthday party for a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Still um, weird. But I, I have to say something. I'm going to pull it up right now. So oh boy. I sent Brandon a text message, okay? And I told him, door is open. Yeah. Did you get this text? I did. This is what I got returned to me instantly. I sent this at 7.57. At 7.57, 10 seconds later, I get, I'm driving with do not disturb while driving turned on. I'll see your message when I get where I'm going. I'm not receiving notifications. If this is urgent, please reply urgent to send notification through your original message. Mm -hmm. Are you 80? What are you talking about? Did you, you had to have turned that on. Turn yeah, that was an automated message. Unless you type that out, and that's you in your settings. What so do you mean? I don't know what you mean. So you would have turned like "do not disturb" on your phone while you're driving, like so where it doesn't <laughs> like allow me to see if I receive stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it can't distract. Did you, you do this? What's wrong with that? Did you do? I this? mean, it's on there, so obviously I had. I guess it, I don't unless it comes <laughs> like that, and you have to turn it off. No. I feel like we're to the point. You just don't deserve a cell phone. What? Hold on. Coming from the guy who gets mad when I go to a flip phone. Now you're saying I don't deserve one. You you set up the do not disturb. What's wrong with safety? You you Ugh. literally literally it's so I don't so I don't check my phone and crash. And you're over here like it's what why what changes if I turn it off? Did you Ugh. hand type that out? That's all I want to know. Absolutely not. Can I you just not look at it? Is not that like, just not look at your phone if it dings? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> we, hey, it's, it's for his insurance. Yeah, you, it yeah. helps his insurance. It's true. Oh yeah, don't even. Get, she put in one of those little tracker <laughs> things that tracks how hard you break. Yeah, for like six <laughs> for like six months, and it gra- gives you a grade. I did not have a good grade. Oh, I, like every day, I had at least seven where it went ding ding because it dings every time you like go too fast or what? break too hard. Rather, what was the purpose of this? Because if you do do really well and you get a good grade, then it. I don't remember if it's like a discount or something. Five dollars like off. It's like something. I love something it. good for your insurance, but I failed it. So. I, I absolutely love yeah. it. I love it. Well, we're done with you. Thank you. You can actually leave now. All right. See you guys. <laughs> no, don't go anywhere. We love you. <laughs> uh, you know, we like, I told, I told Bryce we would give you a hard time today. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. He said yeah. he would channel his inner Bryce yeah. and try to ruin you. That's good. For the yeah. first couple He's, minutes. He said he likes when we give you a hard time. So yeah. I was I like, I told him we'll, we'll get on him good today. There you go. He's going right. to be doing an evil laughter in this little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubbing his hands together. <laughs> Petting uh, a cat. Well, boys, we have so much to talk about today, so let's get into it. But before we do, please, no matter what platform you're mm-hmm. listening on, we ask that you give us a follow or subscribe um, so you can check out every download. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, excuse me, please Blast. click five stars, write us a review. Mm-hmm. Boys, we're here every single Monday to talk MMA. Yeah. Haven't missed a download since January. We're coming up on 50 episodes fast. Yeah. Coming in fast. So... Follow along. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get better. Yeah. You know, we got some holiday stuff coming up, so who knows Ooh. what type of episodes we're going to have. Yeah, some holiday busy. specials yeah. for show. Ooh, can you imagine the Thanksgiving episode? Ugh, I, don't, I don't want to almost. We're going to get gross. <laughs> it's going to be him like, I'm just really a fan of just peas and mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> some plain turkey. <laughs> Food that's safe. You can't <laughs> choke on it. Are there, are there Here's any? the thing. Everybody wants to laugh at people at nursing homes. It's safe. It's efficient. Yeah, it it goes down fast. It you know is. how much hormones are in that? <laughs> 
boys, last <sighs> night, this past Saturday, UFC Fight Night, I believe it was 41. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the main event. So Marvin Vittori defeating Paulo Costa by unanimous decision, uh, 48-46 on all three judges' scorecards. Uh, before we even get to the fight, I think we have to just start and talk about all the weight issues and everything going into this fight uh, for Costa. So real quick, let's set it up. Um, He showed up fight week and informs the UFC right off the bat that he is not going to make the 185-pound middleweight limit. Mm -hmm. So then the fight is rebooked at 195-pound catchweight. And then I believe it was like midweek, so on media day, I think it was, sometime between like Wednesday night or Thursday, kind of going into Friday, he then informs them that he is not going to make the 195-pound limit which then means they were forced to move the fight to 205-pound light heavyweight limit. Uh, Costa did say that he would address, uh, during the week last week, he would address the weight issues after the fight, um, which we did find out last night in his post-fight press conference, he cited a left bicep injury um, that left him apparently sidelined for a couple weeks. all credit to Vittori, yeah. uh, who was just kind of, Dana White said, was in his post-fight, was just really, he would have fought him at heavyweight. Um, and I think he, you know, gets a lot of points in this and mm-hmm. comes out looking like a stud, um, in my opinion. Um, I can also say Dana White did say last night uh, that before they stepped into the cage, Costa weighed 220 pounds while Vittori weighed 208 yeah. Wow. And they, Vittorio weighed in at like 204, right? So he only put on about four pounds. Yeah. Thoughts on all of that. Thoughts on the excuse of the left bicep keeping him sidelined for two weeks. And every we won't even, before we get to the fight, right. let's just focus on that right now. Thoughts on that. How does your arm affect you like doing cardio and stuff to lose weight? I don't know. As a professional athlete. I really wish I would have queued up the Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, right. on the soundboard. <laughs> it's just this guy, man. It's like, like, and it's tough to be critical now after seeing the fight, right? Because it was a really good fight, and he put on a fight. So we'll get to that in a minute. But it's like, dude, how do you not show up? You know, you've been contracted. He's been out for, what, 13 months or something mm-hmm. like that. You've had plenty of time. Um, I guess they said the bicep's been an issue for him. Uh, so you've shown up. You've made weight, you know, with it being an issue as well. But... Man, just super unprofessional. And like I said, credit to Vittori for just being willing to take this circus. And mm-hmm. even said afterwards, and Dana didn't actually, uh, they had asked Dana about this too, and he didn't actually brush it off as that. Was this just v- Costa showing up to just cause this chaos, to kind of create this circus, to get in Vittori's head and all that? Well, he, he might have got, you know, from his previous fight with Izzy, you know, maybe he's trying to find ways to kind of fake confidence or give himself an yeah. edge somewhere. Because he he got broke in that fight, right. and Sorry. you know, obviously he did put on a really good performance, but even still, like, I don't know, it's just you can't you can't be like that, man. He's trying to put on this. I don't know if it's a management thing pushing him into it, but he tries to do this weird. I mean, I like him as a heel, though. I will say that. Yeah, it is entertaining, and it does bring a different element of like wanting to see him fight because you people don't him like lose. him, right? So, <laughs> did he say that it was torn? Like he, he just said left bicep. Okay, that's so all he said. It was only, an injury. The only way I would give him any sort of leeway is if he it was actually torn and he had to have some sort of surgery. Sure. Um, but aside from that, that, yeah, no, there's just no reason, no excuse. But if here's my thing is if it was a torn bicep and he knew it was a torn bicep and he missed these couple of weeks of training, as he put it, um, 
why not notify the UFC two weeks? Or, I mean, I don't know when the injury occurred, right. but you knew before you sh- showed up fight week that you had missed two weeks. You knew. I think they said he showed up at like what two hundred and seventeen pounds or two hundred and two hundred eleven when he said that he couldn't make the yeah, weight. Yeah, and I think they said he showed up at like two seventeen. Like he landed yeah. when he got into Vegas at two seventeen. But it's just one of those things where it's like. If you you knew he knew yeah. coming into this week mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to make the weight, and he could have informed them of this two weeks ago. Like I said, whenever mm-hmm. the injury occurred, and it could have been moved, all this could have been settled. So it's hard not to dismiss the idea that he just wanted to cause this, and then his attitude towards it, just like it was no big deal, and he was just like, yeah, whatever, and you'll fight me at whatever. He'll weight. he'll fight me at whatever weight. Like that was what kind of pissed me off the most. Is it was like he doesn't even care, right? You know, he just did. You could see he just it was a game to him. It was a joke. Didn't Dana say too now that he asked to fight at two hundred five? He did say. Yeah. I was going to talk about that in a minute, but yes, he did say. He pretty much has no choice. And I don't blame... I mean, I thought he looked good. Can he you looked, imagine him and Prohashka or somebody looked, like that? Yeah, he looked really good on the scale. Made it five rounds, obviously. Him um, and Santos. There's a lot of good fights for him at 205. And yeah. he might not be... He might not shy away from that because, obviously, he doesn't have a good, you know, a good memory of him getting to the top of, yeah. you know, 85, so... Well, and I think even the reporters were like, you know... 205, you could probably get to a title shot a little faster, too. You yeah, know, a big yeah. name like him, step right in with big fights and win a couple and get to the title. Right. Um, but let's jump into the fight because it was an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. fight. And I think with um, all the BS aside that Costa brought in, he definitely went in and fought hard. I will <laughs> say that. Um, I think he personally won rounds two, even though that was the round he was docked the point for the eye poke. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little harsh. What did yeah. you guys think? It was the first one. He never warned him. I didn't Well, the, the, the ref said he did warn I him. didn't hear it. It had, yeah. to, it had to have been something he was doing in the moment. Like, we didn't hear it because it was like... Yeah, yeah. or between but, round, maybe I round I mean, the apex yeah. does get weird with coaches yelling and stuff, but... Yeah, I agree. Um, when I looked at the scorecards, all the judges gave him round two, yeah. 10-9, but obviously with the point, it becomes a 9-9. Nine, nine. Um, he yeah. also won round five, which probably produced his best moments in that fight. Mm-hmm. Other than dropping Vittori in the second round, um, I mean, he just put in some work in that fifth round, looked really sharp. I thought for a minute, like, might even go in for the kill there. I mean, Vittori yeah. was kind of on his bike a little bit, um, definitely um, in that round, but man, just what a performance by Marvin Vittori, who just completely outstruck, outworked Costa, and almost um, did it all almost the whole fight with the stand-up, which is an area that we all thought Costa mm-hmm. had the advantage and that you know Vittori was maybe going to have to take it down. And, mm-hmm. man, he just looked great. Yeah, he his boxing looked really good. Yeah. Interestingly enough, too, I don't know if you guys caught, they said, I want to say it was going into round three, or it may have, may have been round two, but I'm pretty sure round three, the commentator said that Vittori had already reached, he had he had struck more than what he had struck against Adesanya in that entire fight. So yeah. basically, within three rounds, he had already beaten his record for when mm-hmm. he fought Adesanya. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and another thing, too, is I kind of skipped over this a little bit, but after that first round, I thought Costa was tired. I mean, he was breathing out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. He was taking really deep breaths. And it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, there's no way this is going to go five rounds because Costa is about gassed. Yeah. And once again, going back to the 205 thing for him is he made it. The fifth round was definitely his best from start to finish round. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like if you're him, that's got to give you some confidence that you can compete at this weight. You can make it five rounds, which maybe he was, was reserving a little bit. I kind of thought mm-hmm. that is he knew he needed to make it five rounds. So once he knew, you know, he didn't have to go any further. Further, he just burned everything out. But mm. it was a gr- to me, 
probably not fight of the year yet because uh, we just had what was the one a couple weeks ago uh, Ortega and mm-hmm. uh, Volkanovski probably still has fight of the year but this one is like right up there just a great great fight in my opinion yeah I think um I think Vittori kind of alluded to it outside of even just the weight thing of him like seeming tired and then finding these bursts of energy. Yeah. Uh, I think you've seen, you know, Yoel kind of used to do it where he kind of lull you and kind of act like he really wasn't doing much and then he'd explode Derek Lewis. Um, But yeah, I mean to, to still be able to put out that output in the fifth after everything he'd gone through. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he landed all the bigger strikes. I thought Vittori landed a lot of really good. Oh, shots but the the body kicks yeah um some of those inside leg kicks at the beginning the head kick that man they both had some oh man. the body shots from both of them both of them ripped to the body a couple mm-hmm. times really mm-hmm. hard and i think once again getting back to vittori is i think a lesser man with a lesser chin goes down with some of those shots especially in the fifth round yeah. that he uh, took from costa yeah costa yeah. was dropping bombs on him and he ate him man even yeah. that kick that dropped him in the second round mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know how many guys are getting up from that not only just at 185, but 205 as well. I mean, yeah. He did drop him? Yeah, in the yeah. second round. I didn't think it dropped him. Yeah. You're talking about the head kick that, I mean, they played it, it like 13 I, times. If it wasn't the head kick that dropped, I'd have to I'd have I'm to pretty sure it was the head I kick. I thought it was the head kick that dropped him, but if it wasn't the head kick, there was a follow-up shot that he did get dropped in the second mm-hmm. round, for okay. sure. I thought it was a takedown, but okay. But yeah, I mean, he, they mentioned too going into that fight, he's never been finished, I think. Yeah. Vittori's just got to be one of the toughest dudes. Oh, like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how yeah. else... Yeah. I was telling him that when uh, Adesanya broke down the fight, he said that Marvin's like greatest thing is just he just has this pit bull head and his yeah. chin that, that you know that he, that's how he gets through fights and kind sure. of, that's what he said about this fight. But yeah, he took some and and once again to keep, I mean I'm kind of and he deserves it a little bit. Keep beating up on Costa is he clearly came in in good shape. I mean to be able to go five hard rounds like that, you were training. You know what I mean? Like that's why I just get back to it's just so hard to believe anything this guy says anyways. He was supposed to fight somebody, was it Cannoneer, mm-hmm. uh like 6 months ago or 4 months ago and he dropped out and never gave a reason why. He just pulled out even though there was the hair plugs rumor Which that he is, got. He was looking a little He was looking a little top. thin, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly like what the hair plugs did there. Um but but yeah, man, just a great fight. Um mm-hmm. Huge fight for Vittori, who doesn't seem like he's in a big rush to get back to Izzy. And I don't blame him. I think that's a good move. Why rush it? Yeah. You know, you it's you get very few, you know, uh, second fights, and then, you know, trilogies are even harder to come by. And then after that, we typically don't see fourth fights at all. No. Um, so I think if you're him, that's a great game plan. He said he wants to keep fighting the best guys in the division. Yeah. Um, any thoughts or any opponents that you guys think for Vittori? I think which I don't know what's going to happen with Strickland, his next fight, but him versus Sean Strickland excites me a yeah, lot. That would be a good one. I yeah, two that. dogs, that's, that's what I was kind of leaning towards. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, and and I think he knows too, like, you know, not a lot of people get trilogies, especially if you've gotten beat twice in those. Yeah. Um, so definitely taking that time, and it makes it easier to build up too because, sure. you know, you keep on, you know, it's kind of like the Brunson thing. You won eight since the last time you fought him. Yeah. It makes it really hard to, you know, stay away from it. So I think Strickland makes a lot of sense um, just because he can't get people to actually fight him. I know right. obviously the Rockhold thing came through from injury, but and he's a scary fight. I mean, yeah. nobody's really lining up to fight Strickland. Yeah, so. two tough guys to finish. And I don't, you know, I'm kind of, I don't want to take the attention too far from Vittori and Costa, but I couldn't help but thinking last night watching that is seeing how competitive those guys were and how closely matched that was. How good is Izzy, man? <laughs> like, just what he did to both of those guys. Yeah. And then, like, you see these are clearly the next best two, mm-hmm. you know, all respect to Cannoneer and Brunson, who well, still have to fight. Um, 
Huh? Well, Whitaker. Whitaker, yeah, that's yeah. true too. But these are yeah. two of one of the very best in the division. And still, just like, if you think about as competitive as that fight was, um, I mean, only in two rounds, I guess. But uh, just what Izzy did to both those guys yeah. is nuts. Because <laughs> they both, they both kind of reacted the same way, right? Like, you look at this fight, and you think they're just two powerhouse dudes that are going to come forward, at you. Go forward, nobody can yeah. stop them. But yeah. then when you go back and watch each of them versus Izzy, they both were just... No offense, frozen, didn't know how to advance. It's the power of feints and distance and even just the the mental side of it of what he kind of built up. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's he makes people fight his fight. And these two are just two guys that were going to do their fight at each other the whole time. Because there was uh, one of the things Vittori threw numerous, numerous times throughout this fight was that double jab. Like he used that a lot to set up a lot of his uh, his right hands. But um, I was just thinking with that, even if he had just thrown that in against Izzy, that would have been a small game changer that could have, you know, mm-hmm. paid dividends. But it, not, even that wasn't there. So yeah, when somebody counter strikes, you don't you don't want to play too many games out there if you don't feel confident about it because mm-hmm. somebody slips that now you're too deep in. You might catch something. I thought uh, I thought Vizori made a lot of improvements on his striking, yeah. which once again it could just be who he was fighting because yeah. Costa wasn't defensive. He was eating him and then just hitting him back. Right. Like, it wasn't like he had head movement. And stuff like in footwork as much, but and congratulations to uh, Cannoneer and Brunson because yeah. since Vittori won, said he wants to take his time. Dana White did confirm that that will be the number one contender match for nice. whoever wins between mm-hmm. uh, Izzy and Whitaker. So um, I would imagine though, if it, uh, Whitaker wins, they would give Izzy a rematch. But yeah. um, that's still huge for them, and right. because I'm sure Vittori or Costa once he wins, he's complaining about it title shot even though they wouldn't have given it to him with all the right. issues anyway so uh anything on that fight though before we move on it was no. a good one yeah very good one uh grant dawson versus ricky glenn was our co-main event um it ended in a majority draw 29 28 29 28 one judge did score it for um grant, grant dawson mm-hmm. i mean i guess in case you didn't know i guess you know now grant dawson wrestles uh, <laughs> i mean it was man. just holy cow i mean um as the fight went on for, you know, he definitely won the first two rounds from just relentless takedowns. Um, the shots got more and more desperate as the fight went on. He wanted no parts of the stand-up. Um, I, I feel like both guys need to work on their jiu-jitsu a little bit, um, especially Rick Glenn, who I thought in that third round, which that's how it ended in a draw, is he 10 8 him, dominated the third yeah. round. Um, there was a couple times where he had a couple uh, sneaky moments where he could have snuck in some submissions. I think he tried maybe setting up an arm triangle, head and arm choke, and just you can tell he well, just didn't quite know how to do it. At the end of the fight, was Ricky Glenn was the one who had the... Uh, was a, it was a Darce or an Anaconda? It was yeah. a Darce. I, I was going to mention that. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead and okay, talk yeah. about it, though. Well, yeah. So, yeah like, so that was interesting to me, too, because like the fight, the way the fight ended, like he immediately got up and was saying, you know, he's out. He's out. Oh, he I was out. Yeah, and I went back and looked, and I was like, oh. He, he was, was either yeah, he, dog-tired or he was out because yeah. he was rolled over. When he lets him go, there was one angle that they showed on the, the replay where he lets him go, and you can tell he's out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like his eyes are kind of like back and open and then Ricky Glenn or Rick Glenn kind of drops him a little bit. And it's like when he hits the ground, that impact kind of mm-hmm. then springs him back up and then he sits up and then he goes to stand up by putting his hands down and then he just falls back to his back. Yeah. And, you know, Rick Glenn's kind of pointing at the ref like, hey, he, he has a good to vet he, move. Well, he has yeah. to get up, you know, and and then James Crow, he was kind of like trying to get up. And then his coach, James Crow, just kind of grabbed him, him <laughs> like picked him up, cage, like, yeah. get up, get up, get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Because 
we, I don't know that there's really a rule for that. Um, you know, and it is so hard to tell, I guess maybe the best move is to just go ahead and let it go to the judges scorecards, but any thoughts on that finish or how it ended? Let's just, let's assume he was out. Okay. Let's assume that like the ref looks at him and like he, he can confirm. Yeah, he was out. Yeah. But, but he didn't determine that until after the, the bell had sounded. Yeah. I don't know how they would score that yeah i think it got it scores how it did 10-8. i think that's you kind know, of what the like commentators knock, big knockdown yeah. type of thing uh i thought one thing that was funny to me is when you're watching the little videos leading up that grant dawson was like i'm here to show people i'm more than a wrestler i got all these tools and then Inter- yeah you know get deeper into the fight and it's literally i'm not throwing any punches i'm just trying to time a oh, whole bunch of takedowns dude like, i just i can't remember you know it seems like back in those dark days of the ufc a little bit you'd get guys and all they did was wrestle um and i just haven't seen that in a long time where mm-hmm. somebody's just shot after i mean just not even using any types of punches to set him up just walking forward and just ducking his head and shoot and i'm like man if if rick glenn just times a knee this dude's yeah. over because he's <laughs> not i mean he's not doing any he's not setting him up he's just changing mm-hmm. levels going um very interesting Grant Dawson getting into the UFC on Dana White's contender series as well. I thought that was funny because Dana hates guys that do that. Like, how did I didn't see the contender series fight, but it's mm-hmm. like, what did he do in that contender series fight to like get to this position? Because I'm sure Dana White's like, he had to have knocked somebody out. Had to have. You yeah. see guys on there who like pull off subs or like dominating oh, fights and they don't get contracts. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was somebody who was, you know, when you're not in the UFC, you have nothing to lose. So you go in there, you just throw bombs, something lands, you look good. Yeah. In the UFC, you got to win. You got to do, you know, yeah. certain things. But you can't bring that against some of these other guys that, one, can anti-wrestle you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, two, like you said, time and knee, you know, yeah. uppercut, like Derek Lewis or something. Like, you oh, just yeah. can't be like that. Dude, first time he faces somebody, and, and Rick Glenn's a really good striker. It's kind of what he's more known for. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he fights somebody that, you know, is a little bit more dynamic with their striking, maybe a little bit more versatile and can yeah. time those knees, he's going to be in some trouble. Well, and I think that Rick Glenn had been out for a while. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, So maybe, you know, if they run that, if they end up running that back, I don't know if they will, but if they mm-hmm. do, maybe he comes a little bit more ready. But, yeah, that wasn't what yeah. I was hoping for. Alex Caceres defeating Sung Woo Choi via rear naked choke in round two. That is now five in a row for Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres. Um, Just what a run that he's on. Overcomes being dropped twice in the first round, plus eating an illegal knee Mm -hmm. that caught him square on the chin, really. Um, Then he comes out in the second, finds Choi's back on the cage, finishes him with just a nasty, nasty rear naked choke. I think as soon as he locked it up, you could tell. I mean, it was just so deep, it was over. Yeah. Mm Yeah, I think he, uh, you know, it's a veteran thing, adjustments. That first round, he was trying to play more of his, like, standing striking game, and Choi was throwing some really big shots at him. Obviously, you know, once he got dropped, he actually did a really good job of, you know, closing him up to where he couldn't get any ground and pound. And then on the scramble up is when he ate the illegal knee. Um, But I thought the adjustment and then, you know, stay into the cage, you duck under, go right to the back, get Mm -hmm. that body triangle on so you have all that time to attack his neck. And then eventually it was just a matter of cat and mouse of when I'm going to get this under here. Under your neck. Yeah, the ju- the jujitsu actually surprised me. I know you mentioned last week that he's got some sneaky setups, and, and but the the ability to get somebody's back when they're standing and hold a body triangle, yes, that's hard. Like on the person who's defending to stay up, but that's really hard to stay on somebody's back like that too. Some course, and yeah, that me. takes some that takes a lot of technique, and for him to finish was really impressive. But then very impressive. Um, but yeah, honestly, too, man, I was really impressed with Choi. Like the way yeah. he had Casares on oh, the back yeah. foot the entire time, and I don't want to say he just got caught, but I mean it was. 
he, he was doing some work. Well, he like just it, got overzealous. He, he started got, throwing them big rights. I think he started getting frustrated. Yeah. Because he started throwing a lot of big shots, and they just Alex was kind of staying back and skirting around. Yeah. And then eventually, once he got him close to the fence, he's like, "All right, now I'm gonna throw it." And then that's when I, he ducked under. I don't. I don't think it was frustrating. I think Caceres is just nasty. I think it was just yeah. a nasty little slick submission. Mm-hmm. It was a veteran finish. You know, somebody mm-hmm. that that's been in there, understands where he's at in the octagon, knows what he can do, what he can utilize. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't want to throw too much on Caceres now, um, but I was thinking last night he's kind of starting to remind me of somebody else who has recently uh, researched his career and is now a champion, and that's Charles Oliveira. Yeah. And I don't want to put that pressure on him now, but man, he's looking. I mean, he's mm-hmm. looking now. Needs to, you know, it's tough because he's a good striker too. I, I think Choi was just by and far just the better striker. He's he's got power. I mean, he mm-hmm. cracks uh, he his looked, shots. He carry. bigger too. Yeah, for sure. But man, Caceres, I and I, I said I said it last week is he's just good wherever the fight goes, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can just compete anywhere, and it's never too late, man. I mean, we've seen it. Like yeah. I said, I think you need to give him a, a number this week, maybe. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I'd love to see. I just like to see him fight somebody in the. Top 15 at least, yeah. next opponent for sure. Uh, two more results. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo defeats Dwight Grant by split decision. And Nikolai Negumeria New defeating Ike Villanueva by TKO in round one. Moves to 11-1. Now two in a row in the UFC. Romania, stand up. Yeah. You got you, you guys, one. You guys might get you a champion, man. <laughs> you, you got you know. one. And in the light heavyweight division, nonetheless. That right? was a Trinado's first fight at welterweight, too. We didn't I didn't even think oh, they would talk that. about that. Yeah, he went up. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's either. older. It's harder to get mm-hmm. to some of these was weight he like classes. 44, 43? I feel like he's been 43 the whole time I've been watching him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, uh, another results real quick. Bellator 269. The Last Emperor. Fueder. 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 Emilianenko. Defeating. Sorry. My email just popped up. <laughs> at 45 years old, excuse me, defeats Tim Johnson via first-round KO. Huge finishing combo uh, mm-hmm. for Fedor. I thought, uh, looked. I mean, it wasn't that long of a fight, but yeah. what would you guys think of Fedor at 45 years old? Still, <laughs> still knocking fools still out. Still got it, man. Like, <laughs> what more can you say? Man, Tim Johnson at rank number two in Bellator is kind of weird. He'd been on a win streak. No, too. I know. It's just, I mean, I don't. there's not a lot in their heavyweight division. I know that as well, but. Yeah, it was, I mean, in Russia, I couldn't imagine what it was like oh, yeah. in there. Gosh. I think he said that was only the second time, or no, that not the second, that was the first time he's fought in Russia since like 2016 or something. Mm. So. Yeah, I imagine there was a, a lot, a lot of energy in there. I wanted to ask you guys something real quick, and it's kind of like two options. I just want to know what you guys think, because I was thinking about this last night. Do you guys wish, still wish, that he would have made it to the UFC um, or do you think now, which is, this is kind of more how I feel personally, that a part of his legend and mystique is the fact that we never did see him in the UFC. And it's almost like this kind of weird unknown, um, like you would have loved to have seen it just to see what would have happened, but you'll never know. Like you will never know what him versus Brock or um, him versus Kane Velasquez or, you know, Shane Carwin, or I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of who else was kind of big in the division at that time. Brendan Schaub, you Junior. know, we'll never, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I would agree. I think <laughs> he's a black belt. I, who, Junior? Brendan Schaub. Oh, don't even get me started. Okay, go ahead. So no, I think I would agree with you um, in terms of like that mystique of him not ever having competed in the UFC. I kind of like it. Um, you know, he's he's taken some losses since in more recently, right? Since his career's age, right. and so there, mm-hmm. I, I think we can sort of guess like he, he's not in completely invincible, but that's not entirely why we love Fedor, right? right? So so yeah, I mean, I think I think that mystique is is nice because it's just. 
you know, it's just that one little bit that we didn't get to see. And I think that's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you see what Cormier said about it? Uh-uh. Somebody asked him and he said that he DC, that's another match. He would have said he would have been maybe average. Yeah. He I said it would have been like four and seven and probably got cut. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I feel that way. And that's why I kind of feel like, yeah, because he would have beat the mid guys enough to just, you know, he'd probably lose two at the top, beat yeah. somebody low, maybe go. He'd probably beat like Orlovsky. But when you start getting to like. Yeah, but it's like, but we can't ever say that because right. we never saw it. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it matters when too, right? Well, like if you look at sure. Dan Henderson, obviously beating him. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit closer to what Fedor's pro- or prime would be. Yeah. And then obviously Dan Henderson was never really able to make it to the all the way to the top in the UFC level. Right. Obviously he fought for belts but didn't actually win them. So, Cause yeah. What, I mean, what he did like in Pride in those early days. I mean, just nobody was beating Fedor. Right. I mean, he was literally the best. Yeah. In the world. And I remember seeing him on the sports science doing the choke thing where they were saying it's like yeah. the same as like an anaconda <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. I think I, I agree. I think being outside of the UFC keeps him on the heavyweight like Mount Rushmore of MMA. Yeah. No, I and I agree. And cause, yeah, because he's just one of the best ever. And at that time when he was on top, probably pound for pound was the best fighter in the world. And mm-hmm. that's UFC pride. Uh, you know, strike force was back then too. Um, just a beast, man. Absolute legend. Um, also on that Bellator card, Usman Nurmagomedov improves to 14 and zero with a first round rear naked choke over Patrick P Piatilia. Um, man, I was telling you guys last night, he looks so much like Khabib in the cage. Like, I think he, just the way he moves, mm. they're kind of very similar, very daunting. You even said, like, how miserable, oh, yeah. uh, when he was on top of Piatilia, how miserable that looked like, you know. Oh, and you didn't get a second to breathe. Like, no. Just watching it. No, man, he's he's nasty. Is he the best eagle? <sighs> I mean, I think his striking's more dynamic mm-hmm. than Khabib's, so mm-hmm. I think that puts him at least a peg or two. I mean, he's still got a lot of work to do if he wants yeah. to be in that conversation but in terms of the tools i think he does have a few more tools yeah i mean can you imagine like striking you know Mm -hmm. when you're picking a style to beat that yeah the way he strikes and the way he's able to grapple it's like because like you know with like islam you know he's you know he's tough he has enough striking you know how good he is on the ground against everybody but with somebody like him it's like there's not really a hole there for you to be like i mean you got to hope you catch him with him being willing to stand or something because the way he gets on people on the ground is oh wow. yeah the he threw a i don't know if you saw he threw a wheel kick like and i was like whoa yeah man like, that, i mean that was like that a might legit. not even be allowed in the country <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man yeah if that would have connected good night yeah uh boys that's all of our big results um we kind of had talked about wno right before mm-hmm. um gordon ryan defeating four times uh phil rowe <laughs> You, yeah, UFC tapped him four times. Uh, Mikey Musumeki, uh, he won the WNO 135-pound uh, title. Debuted a new uh, submission. I think he's calling the Mikey Lock. It's oh, like I a, it's like a oh, dude. It looks nasty. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's like a heel hook. And what he does is he kind of he traps the the ankle up at his like neck and then pinches with the neck and then like it's crazy it's funky i'm looking at it real quick. Uh, yeah look it up it's pretty sick and he actually called it before the fight that he was going to debut this new submission and he ended up getting yeah. it um oh forgive me i'm there's some more title fights oh i should have wrote this down and because you had brought it up and mm-hmm. i didn't even think to write it down because it was last sunday All right so it feels like it was two weeks ago um but yeah go look up wno results if you want oh yeah uh, um but uh boys if that's nothing else we got a fight this week. We got some fights. This Saturday, October 30th, UFC 267. Boys, we are going back to Fight Island, which means one thing for us. Because I'm an 
island boy and I've been trying to make oh I'm an island boy Hey, I'ma just island You guys didn't know Brandon could sing, huh? Put your vest on. I'ma get key white wine. You're gonna keep that Boys, this Saturday, October 30th, UFC 267, headlined by Jan Blachowicz versus Go Glover Teixeira for the light heavyweight title, and Peter Jan versus Corey Sanhagen for the bantamweight title. Like we mentioned, the fight takes place in the Eddie Hot Arena on Fight Island at 10 a.m. There it is, a Fight Island, also known as Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Um, also, a reminder, real quick, so you can't say you didn't know. This is a free pay-per-view mm -hmm. on ESPN Plus, so you have to have an ESPN Plus subscription and also has a special start time. Prelims, I think, start at 10 a.m. Something like that. And then the main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'd be like early prelims? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even those fights are kind of crazy. Yeah. There's some good prelims, um, but I believe the main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, according to ESPN yeah. app. So, which can be a little dicey. A little times. bit better than the UFC website, though. So, but boys, before we get to the main event, you know I have to hit you guys with a quick fun fact for Abu Dhabi. Boom. A little bit more specifically this week, Yaz Island, where the fights are taking place. Um, so when you guys are watching the fights this Saturday afternoon, um, they will show the outside of the stadium, as they always do. Mm -hmm. You're going to see this big red building with a Ferrari logo on it. Kind of looks like a ninja star. Have you guys seen it? They mm -hmm. show it almost probably, every fight island. Probably, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you have. It's a big red building. It's got a funky shape to it. Ferrari logo. Just look for it. Um, that building is actually a theme park called Ferrari World. Whoa. Ferrari World is an 86,000 square feet indoor amusement park, which features, among other rides, five roller coasters, one of which is called Formula Rosa and is currently the world's fastest roller coaster, reaching a top speed of about 150 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> Jeez. Ferrari so th this world. is what uh, don't the fighters do this sometimes when they go there like on I the embeddings I bet you Cerrone did for sure I don't think they're allowed to leave I thought they had to stay oh. in a little bubble oh, I think okay, maybe I, not recently, I believe this fight is the first fight I think I think I heard maybe Hooker saying it that this is the first fight they can actually leave and walk around the island well I think they did something because I remember somebody doing like on a racetrack they or had Izzy they had designated no Izzy was complaining about the race cars oh, being okay. loud um, which they might have taken him over there for something um, but they had to stay within like a certain perimeter and I mm. think he said this time they're free to roam around the island. So nice. Probably hear a lot of fighters going to Ferrari World. There you go. I mean, you got to. Would you ride a roller coaster that went 150 miles an hour? 1,000 percent, dude. I love nice. roller coasters. What if it had like a waiver? Would mm. that make you like? Oh, I don't know, man. I need to do some research, but probably. <laughs> I love that stuff. I hate it. I oh. couldn't hate it. So we got to get you on top throw dragster. No. Yeah. No. Well, I, I know what it is. I'm not doing it. I've Why? seen it because I'm not doing it. I think we need first to off, doesn't it run off magnets? We need to like plug this in as like a like loser or winner. Like we just need to make like a Cedar Point trip. No, I, I, it's a waste of money. I don't ride rides. You just should. Though. I think you. No, I literally sit in a little kiddie pen. He uh, seriously, I'm not we, lying. We went to Kings Island. I have no shame in admitting he that. rode the Beastie. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got in line for the Beast, and he was yep. like, "Nah." Yeah, I think you. We I went, did. Have I you did. ever rode a big roller coaster? Yeah, I rode the Beast. I cried the whole time through it. Like, How old were you? Uh, like twelve, maybe, See, Fit, I mean, maybe seventeen. I don't know. Okay, that's <laughs> a big difference. No, uh, I was younger because I, I just don't go to amusement parks. Yeah, the only roller coaster I've ever rode. Look, we're getting off topic. That I liked was a uh, rock and roller coaster. 
Okay, it's we need indoor. Your- it's fast. There's no. I don't like dropping. That's what I don't like. Mm. I don't like that weightless feeling in your stomach. We'll revisit this. We We're never going. I mean, we I'll need li- to revisit this. Literally, you'll never get me to a theme park. I mm. don't go. I feel bad for my. What future if I paid kids. you two hundred dollars? Wouldn't do it. This you guy, this guy put on a harness to go no. zip lining, got almost halfway up and just like, nope, and just started walking backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Took myself off and left. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Okay. Dude, li- life is dangerous enough with my feet on the ground. This is the guy who asks like, yeah, every other week. What have you done this week that's dangerous? I mean, you, Nothing? I mean, there's Surprise. other ways to be dangerous, but this is taking your feet off the ground, it's hard enough to live with them on the ground. Ferrari world. Ferrari world, baby. Oh, okay. Boys, our main event for the light heavyweight title, we have Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira. As I've said 70 times, this fight will be Jan's second. John's. 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 Yeah, he did. Yeah. He said Jan. I think it was like Jan or Jan. Jan. John. John. We'll go with John. Will be John's second title Mine. defense since winning the title against Dominic Reyes back in 2020. Um, he comes into this one after his first successful defense when he spoiled our boy Izzy's double champ dreams back in March of this this year then you have glover who at 41 years old co- just continues to really get better honestly he's coming into this saturday's matchup on a five fight win streak he earned his title shot by beating tiago santos back in 2020 mm-hmm. um and when the ufc decided to skip him for the izzy yon fight uh he decided to wait for his title shot um so that's where he's been kind of just lurking about waiting for his shot and it comes this saturday night but my question to you guys, where we'll start, is do you think at 41 years old, 41 years old, um, waiting almost a year now, um, is an advantage or a disadvantage for Glover going into this fight? I think it's a disadvantage. Um, I, just because of who he's fighting, I think, against, we're calling him John. So, against John, um, I just think he's a little bit, he's just a little too hungry. I think he, he, he just last beat Santos, right? Yeah. Before that was Smith. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. was dropped, like, Two yeah. or three. But she's been getting dropped. Like, that's so tough about this fight is he's been getting dropped so much, but he just mm-hmm. keeps finding ways to win. Right? Yeah, when she can't count him out for that reason, but at the same time, man, I, I have a feeling this is going to be the John show, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I think, I, I don't necessarily think it's a super disadvantage only because, you know, Glover is older and. You know, he doesn't, he's not going to get another shot like this. No, this is it. This so, is probably it. Yeah. I mean, you can't risk, I mean, because there's, you know, you, you can't fight Prohashka and think that, oh, yeah, I could probably get through this and still get my title shot. Like, there's some sure. tough fights. So, the fact that you were able to get up to this point, just wait and get your shot. And, like you said, like, it, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, he's going to get ran through, but it's like his last three, four fights should have been that, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just tough. He knows how to get through things. His jujitsu is really good, and that's not a big thing in the at the light heavyweight mm-hmm. level. Um, that's going to be his ace in the hole, I think. Right. So it's it's a very interesting fight only because of that. And then, you know, with John, it's like he, obviously he's on this good streak now, but he has been beat before, and, you mm-hmm. know, he has gone on streak, so it's not like he's untouchable. Another guy – uh, you know, John Blachowicz is another guy that we've, you know, just like we were saying with Oliveira, who's mm-hmm. resurges, you know, found this resurgence late in his career. Right. And since he has, has looked really almost unstoppable, unbeatable. You know, everybody talks about, you know, how unique his striking is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is tough with Glover, man, because this probably is it for him. Probably not going to get another shot, you know, to make it back to this, uh, you know, at least a title picture. I'm not saying he'll never fight again, mm-hmm. um, but he is so tough. It's hard to count him out. Was dropped big twice in two different rounds. I mean, multiple times in that Santos fight, one of which one time he was dropped was in the third round of that fight and literally seconds later submitted Santos and won. Yeah. So it's like it, 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 he's just a gamer, man. And it's his power 
is it's just tough because it's two guys. Obviously, you got the Polish power with John. John, I keep wanting to say John with John, um, but you know with Glover, he's got power too, man. He's and got some crisp boxing too. Like yeah. he's got some pretty good technique. It's not fast. He's a little bit stiff, but he has a chin. Yeah, he'll hit you if you don't cover yourself up. And then he does get takedowns. You know, that's you. Yeah, you guys both just said that was kind of one of my keys is takedowns because, um, you know, we've seen John on top, and John has good takedowns as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's you know obviously in the Izzy fight utilized him really well um but we haven't really seen him that i can recall off of his back very much um, mm-hmm. i'm sure he has been um but man there's a big difference somebody like glover i mean go back and if you haven't go back and watch that anthony smith's fight and see how dominant glover to is when he's on top that was of hard guys. to watch it was it was brutal man i mean he just beat uh anthony smith up so if he can get a takedown and get on top of blahovish you know especially early in this fight it could be very interesting i think yeah mm-hmm. It's crazy to think with Glover too is like he has four losses, and it's John Jones, Phil Davis, Rumble, and then Corey Anderson. Well, didn't he go like thirteen years unbeaten or something? Oh, he was yeah, like twenty and zero before, yeah. he, fought Jones, um, yeah. before he caught in. Yeah, and, uh, I mean he had a couple fights. I think it's six fights. He beat Rampage. He beat a couple people on his way up. Bader. Right. Um, but you know the guy, you know he's, he's got a really good record. He's beat a lot of really good people. And uh, I mean, he's on a outside of being on a you know a five fight win streak, you know four of those five are finishes. Like he's not, I don't know. He's he just brings this weird element to this fight where it's like you know you want to call it, but I would I don't know where I would put my money. I don't either. It's it it's actually not as one sided as you think. Like when you really think about this fight, I feel like so many people are just kind of overlooking Teixeira because he's older, mm-hmm. and you know John's looks so good, especially coming off the Izzy fight. You know, he did something nobody's done yet to his. He mm-hmm. beat him in a mixed martial mm-hmm. arts fight. Um, but, man, he's a gamer, dude. Like I said, go back and watch that Santos <laughs> fight. Dude gets knocked down, and he's almost like The Undertaker. He just kind of <laughs> rolls and just gets back up. Yep. And even at his age, and that's the yeah. one thing I was kind of going to say about his age, is if there's one advantage to time off is just giving his chin time to rest, his body right. time to rest at that age. But there's also the other side at that age where it's like you're probably better to just keep rolling too. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I look at it like if the, again, if the chin's the health bar, the bar's not going to continue. It's not going to go up while he's resting, but it's not diminishing. Sure. So he's it's yeah. just kind of at that point now where where wherever that is. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how it shows Saturday. Yeah, and I think our kind of unsureness of this and the fact that it's kind of a wild card fight kind of shows to why this got to like a free. Like, I know we've talked about it before. Like, it just seems like this. Not to say this is a throwaway card, but you don't oh, put. Dude, this I would have paid, paid a lot no, of money. No, no, no that's what I'm card. saying, though. But we well, we talked before about how it kind of seemed like, especially with when Aljamain was still in it, how it kind of felt like yeah. Dana was kind of like, nah, these aren't my, you know, well, we have a, names. It's a double header. So, you know, obviously this next, this coming Saturday, we have this card. The following Saturday yeah. is UFC 268, which is Usman Colby. Mm-hmm. So we have a double header weekend of pay-per-view. So you really can't charge for this one and then expect people, they're going to want to bank on that yeah. Usman Colby fight. Isn't, so isn't there two title fights in the, in the, the is, next week is Amanda and no, yeah. that's the end of the year. Amanda's end of the year. I can't remember. I thought there was two title fights next weekend, but I know there's two this weekend. So you I'm know what I say? There. Come back and listen next week, and we'll talk yeah, about we'll it. Yeah, we'll tell you all about it. We'll tell you all about it, because I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. It does seem like there are two. That card, next week's card, is the prelims are stacked. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nuts. It's Rose and Whaley. Wait, Rose Whaley's next week. Yeah, because yeah, so. we're going to do our fight pantry. Chandler and KG, too. Oh, my God. 
yeah, this card, the next week's sick. <laughs> um, but this week's card, our co-main event, we have Peter Jan versus Corey Sanhagen <laughs> for the men's interim Bantamweight title. Uh, Jan is coming in off his DQ loss to Aljamain Sterling in his first title defense after winning the Bantamweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, after the controversial ending, Aljo's neck surgery um, then, uh, well, they set the rematch for them, and then his next surgery uh, sidelined him. He wasn't able to get himself back fast enough. So enter the Sandman, baby. Corey Sanhagen is coming in off a very close loss to TJ Dillashaw, a fight I still think Corey won after rewatching it. Um, is uh, is that, or well, in that fight is the fight TJ tore his uh, ACL. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my computer slept. In that fight, TJ tore his ACL, which is also why he couldn't take this fight. Um, so with Aljo out, TJ out, uh, Corey gets his big chance at capturing UFC gold. Yeah, this is another tough one to like call because you know, obviously, you know the the potential of Corey. Um, you know, he went on a run of getting a lot of finish, big finishes, scary finishes. Then you have Jan, who just like just keeps beating people. Yeah, you know, and he he's kind of in that similar spot. Which obviously, with the the DQ, that kind of messes up that little run. But yeah, he's in a spot too where he wasn't quite getting the same amount of respect and stuff which i know Corey says to him this is the actual title fight sure. like if i win this i feel like i'm the best yeah um but no this is just another one of those like crazy matchups to where uh, I, it's, it feels like a coin flip yeah i'm i'm the most excited this fight i think is the most interesting to me of, of the I three agree. of I the agree. three that we're yeah. kind of featuring um i don't even know where to where to start um Yawn, I think what's really impressed me about Yawn is the is honestly his grappling. Like his striking his striking looks really good, man. But I, I watched the Aldo fight recently and what he was doing on the ground was really impressive. Yeah. So um Corey is also just such a dynamic striker. It'll be interesting to see with him being so long how Yawn deals with that because mm-hmm. he's gonna have to get inside. But Yawn's got really good boxing. So yeah. I don't know, man. This one's just it seems like it's gonna be fun. I bet it's gonna be all over the place. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, not a bad time to be an interim uh, champion because everything that I keep hearing from other fighters, they've had doctors talk about it is there's people saying they'll be lucky. Aljo will be lucky if he's ever able to fight again. Mm -hmm. um, Let alone if he's able to fight within the next year, apparently this neck surgery that he has is has is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, And some people never bounce back from it. You know, I've heard athletes from different sports talk about it. Mm -hmm. Current athletes, you know, that and, and other people retired and they're like, Man, he will because they're literally putting a metal disc in your neck, you know, yeah. a piece of metal. Yeah, I mean, think about how much you use your neck for anything, right? Oh, especially, mm-hmm. especially fighting. I mean, yeah. if there's any comprom- anything that's compromised there, you're not, you can't, you can't, you just can't do no. anything. So, and it just makes you get a bitter taste about the illegal strike. Sure, you know, yeah, the blatantly illegal strike. Yeah. Well, oh, he's a green. It was. I mean, it was. It was. It, yeah. You missed love the knees, but <clears throat> well, when you think about it like that, like rules are rules. Yeah. So being the interim champ, I mean, this is a huge fight because you could find yourself in a situation where maybe between now and your next fight, you become the legitimate or you fight the official, Dillashaw or, for the yeah, vacant, or your next fight will be you know the official yeah. uh, unification. I guess you would call it. Not really, you know, fight. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm with Brandon. I this is probably the one that I'm most excited for. Um, and it's even, I mean, obviously some of these other ones are good too, but this one could be fight of the night. I, I think, I think it's oh, going to yeah. be, I think it's going to go long. I think it might be five hard rounds. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't. 
and it might i mean it's it's <laughs> tough you know it's the only thing i kind of think is with that auto fight is auto had a lot of really good moments in that fight with the striking i feel like mm -hmm. um and i feel like Sanhagen's a nasty striker dude and he's so yeah. good at he's so good at kind of pulling guys into what he wants him to do and i feel like jan who's a guy that comes forward utilizes his boxing is somebody that could get pulled into that type of stuff but we've also never i mean jan's also pitching a shutout you right. know other than the loss which is he never really lost he just got disqualified. Type of loss, yeah right. he just got right. disqualified um in a fight and, that he was and winning running away with right. yeah well you know what makes it interesting to me is jan reminds me a lot of frankie <clears throat> using footwork you're a little bit smaller so you yeah. got to get inside with your boxing and if if Corey can keep him away long enough to where he gets desperate that's when that knee comes in when he's try if he's trying to duck under to get to a takedown or something. There's, it's just. But once again, Jan is very solid. He has a very solid chin, right. and then he he uses his grappling really well. So this is definitely going to be. There's no way. Well, you try to say there's no way this can be boring, but the way both of these guys win fights, it's definitely going to be fight of the night potential. And uh, Aljo, who has fought both of these guys, actually said he thinks uh, Sanhagen wins. So mm, interesting. You can take take that for what it is. All right. In our third featured bout, boys, we have Islam Makhachev versus Dan Hooker. Um, Islam is bringing in his impressive twenty and one record into this fight. Uh, his only loss was way back in two thousand fifteen, and has went a perfect eight and zero since then. Uh, many believe he is the second coming of his coach and mentor <laughs> Habib, and, and that and that being crown champ is only a matter of time. That's kind of how I feel, honestly. Right. Uh, Islam's original opponent for this fight was supposed to be Rafael dos Anjos, but RDA had to drop from the fight. <clears throat> And uh, Dan Hooker uh, did something that really nobody's wanting to do right now, um, and that is to step in to fight Islam. Hooker will have undoubtedly been on a crazy journey by time he steps in the cage on Saturday after he beat uh, Nazrat Hackprass on September 25th. He mm -hmm. was set to return to Australia on a special return visa that he had to get before he even left. Um, but then uh, when offered this fight just a few days later, he actually had to forego that visa and remain in the U.S. and will now have to wait in a lottery system, apparently, to return to Australia, which may not see him go home until early next year. Um, he sacrificed a lot to take this fight. Now, you know, now and now he's got to travel clear to Abu Dhabi from mm -hmm. America. Uh, boys, what do you think about Hooker's chances going into saturday with all that he's been through um, i think over I, since september really i mm -hmm. think if you're a hooker you have to take this fight right I for think, sure i think that you know he had an opportunity put in front of him and he has to take this given but prior to his last fight which he won he was coming off the two losses right to mm -hmm. uh chandler and poirier and those weren't terrible well, the chandler one was a little rough but the poirier fight was awesome that was a fight of the mm -hmm. night contender if you remember right um so anyway you know if he can come in here and stop the surging islam um, you know, that puts him in a really good spot. Now, do I like his chances? No, not at all. But, um, you know, I think he can't not take this fight. Yeah. I mean, especially when you, you talk about him trying to go back home, how long it could take him to, sure. once he gets home, then you got to get a fight, then you got to get the visa. Like, there's so much, and yeah, there's just so much going into that for money reasons, but also opportunity. Like, you know, you get this win, you kind of get, you know, obviously some time off probably, but you probably got a good good little paycheck for stepping in and you know saving this fight and right now hooker's a plus 500 and islam's a minus 700 which kind of surprises me because you know i know i just said you know islam hasn't lost since 2015 but he lost by knockout mm -hmm. and dude hooker is like 
had some nasty knees catching guys on hookers knees the way he times them are just nasty and he's caught some guys knockout flash knockouts by catching guys shooting in at his hips um i don't think he's as much of a you know an underdog as people are saying in this fight he looked really good against hack press i also think you know this like kind of super hyper focus that he's had you know since Mm -hmm. september after you know between the fights he's basically lived in las vegas living uh training at the apex yeah so he's got you know all this, you know, training facilities and, right. you know, I don't know what his coaching situation, I know he's been kind of working with uh, the guys at Extreme Couture quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. so he's had some good cross training as well. Um, I don't, you know, to me, when you're away from your family like that, you've made a sacrifice the way he did. I think come this Saturday night, I mean, he's just going to be hyper-focused, no distractions, you know, he's just going to be hyper Got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah, it's a free shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you beat this guy, there's a big chance your next fight could be for a title shot, if not mm-hmm. a number one contender fight. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, for both of these guys, I think it's a, they're, the the skill that the other guy brings is probably the best the other one has seen. Islam hasn't fought a striker as good as Hooker yet. Oh, yeah. And Hooker hasn't fought a grappler. He's fought Gilbert Burns, but Gilbert Burns is more, you know, jujitsu. He's sure. not like a wrestler. He beat, he beat Burns, didn't he? Yeah, he knocked him out. But it's one of those things where, you know, it's, the classic striker grappler, but also, you know, who's game plan. Yeah. You know, how can you, you know, can hooker keep distance and keep stuff right up the middle to keep Islam away from shooting? And then how does Islam, if he can't get to there, does he have a plan B? Can he hooker started wrestling now? I don't know if you've seen that. Well, that's what I was going to say that is I think it could come down to who's improved in the other ones. Like how good it has hookers wrestling improved. And then has Mm -hmm. Islam made, you know, steps forward in his striking as well. Mm -hmm. Because if one of them has made a significant jump, you know, I think it could be enough to, to mm-hmm. get them the win in this fight. I think this is, as much as the Jan and Sanhagen fight is probably going to be fight of the night, this has this is the most intriguing because whoever wins is going <clears> to <throat> be the person who obviously worked their plan in. But, like, if Hooker can pull this off, craziest upset on the card. Mm. But then if Islam pulls this off, it's, well, now like, you can't keep just throwing random people right. at him. you got to have to give him the big dogs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Shout out to Hooker, man. For, I mean, nobody wants to fight Islam, and here he's taking it on he's like a month's a notice. Is Islam RDA the new Habib Tony? <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's working. We'll see. Mm. It, it's, yeah, it is trending that way. Uh, well, boys, before we get to our picks for this fight, um, I want to run through the rest of this card, and I do want picks from you guys from all these fights, though they will not count. Um for points, so you don't have to give me like a round and method. Um, but uh, the next card after Islam, or next fight, excuse me, after Islam Hooker, we have the heavyweights Marcin Tabira versus Alexander Volkov. Tabira looking to make it six in a row with a win. Volkov looking to get back to winning after just losing to interim champion Cyril Gone. Boys, who do you have winning this fight? I have Volkov. I think he's going to come back. I know he just lost a gone, but I think he's going to make some adjustments and be a bit more offensive. I think he was a little a little too defensive against gone, which is hard, hard not to do, right? But um, I think he's going to make a quick turnaround and, and get the W here. Yeah, I think um, Volkov as well. I think he's fought better people. Uh, he's been in there with some of the best guys, obviously like Derek Lewis and Surreal. So I think that 
Tiberia is he's tough, man. Probably one of the better wrestlers in the division, and he's really hard to put away. But Volkov's going to have a lot of reach, and I think he's just going to stay long. And yeah, I'm I'm actually going Tiberia, and I'm not saying that just to go against you guys. I just feel like he's looked so good in his these last five fights. He's he is very tough. Volkov's going to crack him. I mean, he's right. we'll know a lot after he starts touching him up. And and Volkov's a tricky guy to get in on his hips too, man. We've seen a lot of guys struggle with it, um, but I do think Tiberia will, and I think he'll find a way in side to get him taken down good um, fight though it is a good fight um the next fight on this main card the always tough lee jilingong versus the returning hamzat shamayev shamayev a perfect nine and oh uh getting back into it after just about well just over actually a year's layoff uh and this is at welterweight so glad to see hamzat uh hopefully committing to the welterweight division mm-hmm. you're picking yeah take your pick i can't not pick hamzat i'm picking hamzat <laughs> But I'm nervous, just given the layoff and why he was laid off. I'm, I'm curious to see where his mind's at. Yeah, it was COVID um, at first. And then he just was wanting to be done. And, and then, then the <laughs> then dictator kind of stepped in and said no. What, co- what country is he from? Chechnya. Chechnya, yeah. That dictator was like, yeah, nah, you're so, fighting son. He's just so, kidding. Yeah. yeah, that was a little sketchy. So, I'm going with that boy Lee, man. What's his last name? Jangling. You know, that's why I call him. I think he's, man, he's tough. Can you just say his last name right for once? Jilang. Jing Ling, isn't it Jing Ling Ong? Jing Ling Ong. Jing Ling Ong. Yeah. Say Jing it. Jing Ling Ong. Serial gone. Jing Ling. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, game. No game. <laughs> Man, he's got, he's got really good hands. He's got a super chin. So yeah, these, he does. These people that Hazmat keeps us like hitting and dropping, I think, <laughs> I don't know if that goes the same way. Can you say Hamzat? Kamzat. <laughs> um, What's his last name? Hazmat Chiminev. Chiminev. <laughs> um, but no, I think this is going to be a real test to see if his power is for real. Because oh he's just gosh. been kind of going in and touching people. And uh, <laughs> Jang Lang, don't play that. Was it's it? like, you remind me of my grandma, God bless her, uh, Soul, who just, for the life of her, knew to pronounce words, but just could not. You know, bracelet was bracelet. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best compliment you gave me. My I mom guess, was the, I guess was you're the right. truth. So. I guess you're right. I'm going Hamzad as well. I think he goes to 10 and 0. Um, I'm with Brandon. The layoff does make me a little nervous, uh, but I mean that dude's a worker, man. I have no no doubts in my mind um, that he's probably going to go in there and just put in work. I think he's actually, I'll call it. I think he's going to put him away in the first round. Mm. As tough as uh, Jingling Ong is, um, then to kick off the card, first fight on the first fight on the main card that is um, light heavyweight division. Magomed Ankalov bring his brings his six fight win streak in to face the veteran knockout artist Volkan Ozdemir. Brandon, who are you picking? I'm taking Ankalov. Um, I think he's going to, you know, he's on a six-fight win streak. I just think in Ozdemir's, look, you know, he's had his ups and downs. So I think yeah. that this is going to be a down for him. I just don't, I don't, who was Ozdemir's last fight? Uh, he lost. I think he's coming in on a loss. Um, I'll tell you real quick. Who did he just lose to? He just lost to Prohoshka. He got knocked out. Got schooled. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Magomed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Magomed as well. I think uh, Ozdemir kind of just lost that luster that yeah. he had. He came in as this knockout artist, you know, had that fight with Jimmy Minowa, and he had, uh, who else did he fight? He fought Gus, mm-hmm. and, he, you know, he had a good little run there. But he fought for a title, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, DC. Yeah. But, you know, he just hasn't been able to find that, and, like, the people he's fight, he's losing to right now are kind of just real gritty strikers, and I think that's what 
yeah, Magomed I, brings. I think Magomed just too well rounded at this point. Um, he's kind of this new new breed of light heavyweights that we're seeing coming up, like your you know Prohashkas and you know just some of these guys that are just just a bit on a different level. Um, mm-hmm. I do think if Volkan Ozdemir could catch Magomed at yeah. any time, I mean he does have that factor, and I wouldn't be so shocked if he did. But right. uh, I'm definitely going Ankalov in this one. Before we do pick our final three, though, um, John, what is your three? to see oh three to see well i've kind of touched on it already you know we have this this ken dan hooker keep the keep the vibe going you know he had a tough road to get to his last fight with the stuff with his visa and all that and uh now he gets this big opportunity so it's like can he keep that going Uh, my second thing is is this going to be you know are people going to keep the whole rear champ real champ thing on this yan and sanhagen fight because obviously there's the DQ and people not really giving Aljamain the, even though he has the belt technically. Um, and a lot of people see this as the the best fight there. And then your boy Hazmat, Chimenev, <laughs> is he the real deal? Is he going to show up? And I think that this is a really big fight for him and it's a good tester. So these are the three things that I'll be looking for. Hazmat, Hooker, and Sanhagen Yan. Brandon? John just made all three of those up off the top. He did not come in prepared at all. No, I was ready, but I, I, I know, I know this guy's BS face, and he just completely BS his way through all three of those. Well, that's mad. exactly what I would say. <laughs> I'm not mad at him, man. He sounded all right. Let's get to our picks, Brandon. Update us on our scoring. Okay, so Nate, you came away, came away with zero points last night, so you were in last place with sixty. Too bad, because you know what? I would have changed my cost to pick had I known what, what we were in for. <laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, me and John both got two points. So John, nice. What did you guys get? What do you mean? Like, uh, what was your two? Po- did you guys both call? So us both Caceres, yeah, uh, he got. Caceres, I think he picked round three sub, so he got the sub and Caceres. Uh, I picked round two round TKO, two. so I got two in Caceres. Nice, nice. Um, so we're sitting at 64 and 63. John's in first. All righty. Well, we're going to get right to it. Uh, first fight we're going to pick for is Hamzat Shemaev versus Lee, or no, sorry. Islam. Islam. I'm scrolling up. Yeah. Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. Man, my heart wants to go with Hooker. I don't know why I just see him catching him on his way in, but I do inevitably think that the 155-pound division belongs to Islam eventually. So I'm going to go Islam Mahakchev. Um, I think Hooker's tough. I don't know if he finishes him. I think he has to sub him, honestly, and like put him out, um, choke him some way, which I could see him doing. Uh, but I'm going to say Islam by decision, unanimous. Okay. I'm going to take Islam as well, shocker. Um, but I'm gonna take it. I'll say he's had a, I think at least one third round submission. So I'll take submission in round three. It's not a bad pick. I'm gonna take Dan Hooker second round TKO. I hate when he does that. <laughs> Why? Because it's scares usually me. right. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like the, the a chance it could happen. I could see the first round being a little more feeling out. Yeah. You know maybe some stuff against the cage. Nothing like super concrete. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can just see him catching. I don't know why I can see him catching with the knees, middle. Man. The middle say, something. say it one more time. Hooker what? Second round TKO. Okay. Then in our co-main, Peter Yawn versus Corey Sandman, San Hagen. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to, I'm, because since I don't, I, I don't, I'm just going to go with my heart <laughs> on this one. I want to see San Hagen win it. I think it'd be an awesome story. That's the only thing I'm basing it off of. So don't put your money on my pick. <laughs> um, I, I do think it goes long. I'll say Corey San Hagen, mm, man, give me fourth round TKO. 
I don't even know why I'm saying that. It's just a good fight, man. Mm-hmm. It is a really good fight. What are the odds on that? Do we know? Uh, Corey's plus 200 and Giannis minus 240. That's, that's, a, that's interesting. I'll take, um, I'm taking Jan. Man, I don't think, Corey's only been finished once, I believe, and it was Sterling. But I think he, I feel like he could put him away. I'm, I'm going to go with round, dang it. I'll go with unanimous decision. Nice. I'm actually going to go Sanhagen as well. I'm going to go um, unanimous decision. I just think that length is going to be tough. And he doesn't get, like, taken down and held down like that. And I think that's the best way that Jan, Jan's going to have to find some way to kind of wrangle him in. And I yeah. don't know if he'll be able to. Sure. Then our main event, Jan Blahovich versus Glover Teixeira. I am going to go Jan Blahovich, And I'm going to take a bit of a risk. And I, well, maybe it's not as much of a risk. I guess just for Teixeira's uh, toughness, I'm going to say he does it in the first round. K-O-T-K-O. Mm. Yeah, that's, that actually was – I would have picked that if you hadn't taken it. So I'm going to take um, take John as well, and I'll say round two KO. Mm. I'm going to take John as well, but I'm going to say unanimous. Glover's really hard to put away. I think those body kicks are going to come in, though. I think that's going to slow Glover mm-hmm. down a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking unanimous. Boys, the news real quick. We only got one thing, right? Or did you have... I found one other thing, but nothing crazy. Well, my one thing is UFC 270 is official. It is the first pay-per-view of 2022 on January 22nd. We have Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champ, versus Surreal... Gain. Gone. (laughs) The interim... It's going to be the unification, the interim champ versus the champ for the heavyweight title. Then we have Brandon Moreno versus Davidson. Figgy Figueiredo, three for the flyweight title and the middleweight number one contender match. Derek Brunson versus Jared Cannonier. What a fight. That is going to be a main card. And boys, do you know when our first episode was uploaded? January 30th? John, do you have a guess? Um, I'm going to say... End of January, for sure. January 29th. It was January 17th. Mm, close. So, um, and we made a goal to start our pod on the first pay-per-view of the year. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we had discussed it in about December of the last... End of December last right. year. And, you know, McGregor, I think it was McGregor Poirier. And we were like, let's just do it. That, that's that got to be our first episode for that card. So this is about our one-year anniversary. Mm. I think we need to do something big. Maybe a watch party. Yeah. Maybe we just go. I mean, we kind of did put that out there. Maybe we go to Vegas. This is our first fight that we watch live. Wow. It's a I mean, big, be a big one. Yeah. We vlog the whole thing. Get, then that, Sneak that's our in the back. We get our YouTube going on our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sneak in like that dude did for the Conor Floyd fight. Yeah. Know? I don't know. I'm just we, putting some feelers out there. We could all there. wear GoPros. We could all wear GoPros. Yeah, yeah. We could all, yeah. I'm just putting it out there. I okay. think we should do something. That'll be our one-year first, first pay-per-view, first pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, that's the one that I got. John, what do you have before we get into uh, elevator pitch? Well, we have Josh... Uh, Emmett fighting Dan Ige yes. on 269. Yep. But last night, there was some, some boxing that happened. Shakur Stevenson beat Jamel Herring to become the two-division champion. Shakur Stevenson, if you don't know, is probably one of the better boxers at 130. Uh, has a lot of lot of hype behind him. Also on that card, Evander Holyfield's son wins uh, by knockout. And um, Muhammad Ali's grandson wins by knockout nice. on the undercard. So I just thought that That's was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. For the old school boxing fans. I like it. Well, boys, let's get into elevator. Do we call this Dana White elevator pitch? Is that what we called it? 
I don't know if we said the Dana White part, but he's an integral part, so we can go ahead and throw it in. Okay. This is what we'll call it. Are we going to use this? So, I mean, yep. I didn't change anything. No, 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 we don't. Okay. Now, I will say, if we get repeat ones from last time, let's switch it out just because we just did it. Yeah. So, we'll try to keep it fresh. Um, I think I got Alex Perez. <laughs> yeah. no, then I switched for Brunson. Now yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah, if it's, if it's a smaller one, we'll, uh, we can definitely switch it up. We did say that we were going to do a fight pantry this week. Um, unfortunately, apparently with the way the world goes these days, um, Amazon Prime does not mean you'll have things in two days. <laughs> so uh, hopefully next week um, we're going to do another fight pantry for China, for Zhang Wei Li. Nice. So here we go. So uh, me and John, we're now picking our fighter. And our stipulations. And Brandon is going to play the role. Is that so your- I was thinking about this. Should should we add some interaction from Dana? Or just I'm just sort of a dude that I, I pick at the end? Or- I say since we're only doing 30 seconds. Okay, pick, okay. You can, you can rebuttal real quick. And then like it's like. Like maybe throw in one question. Well, what about this kind of thing? And then just walk out the elevator and we're left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, are we gonna do some uh, music here? Oh yeah, we did. Like, we did have the yeah, elevator man, music, like didn't we? Yeah, that we smooth did, jazz. I like, and, and I like the vibe. Wait, we could just do uh, if we wanted to. Hold on, let me get some elevator music pulled up. It was like it was like eight hours of elevator. Who? <laughs> 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 Somebody listens to that. Probably has like three million views. Dude, yeah. I'm guessing like it's for like small businesses. You know, you can just. Play. Oh, here. We Look, it's just gonna pick up right where it left off. Actually, there you go. Oops. Maybe some people Glad. like sleep to it. Sleep to it. Or do weird. work to it. Hold on, boys. I need to set up. These are ads, and we're not getting paid for it. So I'm gonna keep talking over it until it goes through. Keep going. You'd be a good filibuster. Yeah. I think I do, could do pretty decent at that. Just start randomly oh, I'm talking having about technical stuff. difficulties. You know, just stand up, start talking about. Pizza. Uh, you guys just go ahead, John. You go first while I get this set up. All I'll get right. the music in just a sec. Go ahead. So my fighter. Robert Whitaker. Okay. And my stipulation is to box Jake Paul. Mm. So. Go ahead. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Dana. What's up, man? Got an idea for you. All right. We're in an elevator. Just, so. let's, let, just hear me out. You, you hate Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. You hate what they bring to this. Mm-hmm. You just would love to see them just get took out. Mm-hmm. You got some hitters on your roster. Yeah. And around the same similar weight classes, you got this guy named Robert Whitaker, uh-huh. who's just been through wars with people. Really good striker, and could probably be the guy to put this kid on his butt. Mm-hmm. Probably take him out. Okay. And it just re- raises his stock up for like these fights with like these Adesanya's and these other guys. It puts a brand on his name that's bigger than him and Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. So if he pulls this off, you're looking at a big payday for Whitaker when he comes back into it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, not bad, but he's a bit of a kickboxer, but I guess he can maybe hang I mean, with Jake. Yep, yep. Elevator door closed. You can't say anything. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's not Ding. the worst idea. Now you're talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Are you keeping time, too? Uh, Make sure you sure. do. Yeah, only do 30 seconds. I, mean, I felt like that was 30. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were about right. So, I am Stipe Miocic, and I am to take over as president of the UFC. Mm, good luck. Boy, yeah, this is going to be the tough one. All right. Just tell me when. Go. Uh, Dana, what's up? It's me, Steve Pamiochik. So let me run by something by you real quick. So 
you're sick of my shit, right? I mean, yeah. you don't want to deal with voice. me anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, ch- chances are I'm going somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I'm out of here <laughs> soon anyways. Um, let me propose something for you. Mm-hmm. What if I take over as president for the UFC when you're done? I've got some big ideas. I got, you know, I can get the small towns behind me. I'm marketable. I think I've got a lot of really good ideas. Um, I don't really know what else to say. This elevator ride is, <laughs> that's time. God, that, that was terrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I guess that if I know Connor, Connor's my guy. So yeah, I know like Cpay's like not. I mean, he's not really marketable. <laughs> it's maybe hard. maybe DC. Okay, so winner on that one. Yeah, I kind of have to go with, yeah, with John that, that and Whitaker. My my plan was to like try to play the whole like you're sick of me, you want to give me something, get me out of here. Yeah, it's tough when you got somebody who he doesn't like. Yeah, I know. I got like the like oh a striker against Jake Paul. I mean, cool. That's easy. Mm. Easy enough. We'll go. Get another one going. Oh god! <laughs> I have to take a new fighter. Oh, I think we were allowing one switch. I think. Yeah. You can switch the fighter or the stipulation. Oh, so. Definitely switching the fighter. Yeah. Where's the that's, stipulation that's the most bag? Likely one oh, now. at your feet. Oh shoot! Look at that. Ah, oh, one switch. Okay, there we go. Oh, dude! Oh no, we've already had Yair. Thank God. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be brutal if it's bad. Oh, <laughs> this is even worse. Okay, uh, just let me get this over with. You, you want to go first? So I am Benil Tariush, okay. and my and I to make me the new octagon announcer. Now, when you say announcer, does that mean like Bruce Buffer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. There you go. go. Okay, Dana. Here's what we're gonna do, man. Mm-hmm. Bruce is getting old. He's getting up there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a Jesus freak, man. I go to church. I shout for the Lord. Yeah. And I'm going to shout for your fighters, yeah. man. I'm going to praise praise these fighters the way I would praise the Lord. Um, I'm a right wing. I'm a Trump guy. I'm, it, yeah. I'm, I'm your guy. I know how to get loud. That's right. I know how to make my point, And I stand up for America. And you should let me do this. At least give me a shot. Can't go wrong to give me a shot. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Praise, I like pra- it. Praise you're, God. You're not a Marxism guy either. That's praise good. God. No, I'm not. And praise God. Okay. <laughs> That was, that was <laughs> well, rough. You kind of saved it. I am uh, Max Holloway. Okay. And I'm trying to convince you to let me fight for a title. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dana, what's up, man? What's, what's going on? Um, I just want to hit you with something. You know, you got this guy. You don't know what to quite do with him. The division's a little bit weird, but you do have an opportunity for a big fight. Mm-hmm. His name is Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. He's already fought Volkanovski, obviously. Twice. Fights were kind of close, some of them a little bit debatable, mm-hmm. but he's also still seen as probably the best guy in the division. Mm-hmm. People will sign up to see it. I mean, I feel like it kind of writes itself out, but he's willing to do it if you'll let yeah. him fight for the title. Mm, I don't know. Kind of more of a popular guy, but all right. I, I have to go with Nate on that one because he took a really really tough challenge there with Dariush and kind of salvaged it because right. I didn't even think about the right wing stuff. That was that was a good one. All right, there we go. I I just put that one away because we did that one last time. Which one was that? Uh, the cross promotion oh, yeah. with a UFC yeah. title. Oh gosh, these are so tough. All right, is this the last one each. Last yeah. one each. Okay. Okay. I am Colby Covington, and my goal is to make me a. Uh, UFC and so like a Joe Rogan basically like sit on the desk UFC analyst gotcha okay let me know when you're ready go okay Dana so check this out man Mm -hmm. first off I'm Trump's guy you know that's true I'm gonna keep pandering to you because I'm Trump's guy yeah I'm the people I'm the people's announcer man Mm -hmm. um I'm want to be a UFC announcer or analyst cage side um and I've got the cardio Mm -hmm. I can talk all day I've got the gift of gab man 
You're gonna, you're never gonna have dull moments. There's nothing boring about me. I'm gonna give a new perspective. You don't even have to let me be the full time guy. Just cut to me in between fights, <laughs> and I'm gonna freaking, I'm gonna make fun of these soy boys. I'm gonna give people something to laugh at. Yeah, people don't like you. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a fair point. <sighs> I am Yuri Prohashka, and I'm trying to convince you to let me be the cover of the next UFC game. Okay. Okay. Go, Dana. Listen, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. The games aren't what they used to be. Facts. People aren't really liking them. I'm kind of. I'm not blaming EA, but you know it is what it is. But we got a guy who's probably one of the scariest, weirdest guys in the division. He keeps his hair in a weird thing. Talking about Jerry Brahashka, man. Mm-hmm. This guy punches trees for training. He's like Tony 2.0. Nobody wants to fight him. He does these spinning back fists. He just, he's one of the craziest fighters to watch in the cage. Mm-hmm. Put him on the cover so people can use him in the game to beat John Jones. Okay. I like that one. That was good. Did I'm you like, like that he talked about himself in third person? I didn't notice that. You were you were yeah. saying like it's Yuri Prohoshkin. Put him on the cover of the game. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. No, Which Jerry might. He's gotta see it. Jerry, oh yeah, that dude for he, sure. He might talk about himself in the third person. Jerry doesn't want that. Okay? <laughs> You're right, dude. You don't want you don't get it. I'm gonna go with John on that oh, one. That's a good one. Jerry Jerry, dude, actually his look would be pretty scary. Oh, yeah. uh, per usual. Like a giant car. Or Dana White, you've gotta do one. You well, got yeah, the last time you guys created it. But we want you to do one. Oh, yeah, just do one from the back. Unless, John, you've got one you can make up off top. Um, uh, How about Sean O'Malley to convince him to be the uh, face of the company? Like the, the poster fighter. Okay. Oh, man, we didn't, we need, we'll need. we organize these after. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, you going to time me? Yeah, I got you. my own timer? I got you. Ready... Set go. Okay, Dana, mm-hmm. listen to me. Okay, you you're you're losing a, a star right now. Connor, trash. He's totally trash. He's gone, irrelevant. So who's next? Sean O'Malley. Okay, the Sugar Show. He's got awesome hair. Changes it every time. He's in the same weight class. Connor, actually, I think he's a weight class below, but still, he's got the right hand. He's got the awesome looks, and he's really Ding. really. Oh, that was fast. <laughs> was that thirty seconds? Yeah, Dang. it is fast. Yeah, it goes by faster when you're doing it. Yeah. I swear. That's why you just gotta start rambling and try to get out whatever. I, thought you I can wasn't get. paying attention in time. Darn. Well, there it is, boys. Another, another Dana White elevator pitch. I like that game. It's fun. It's not bad. We gotta get some more yeah, stuff. Yeah, we gotta in get there. some more like stipulations, especially because if anybody, yeah. if anybody has any suggestions, yeah, let us hit know. Us up. Yeah. Give us fighters. Give us stipu- stipulations. I think we got the fighters. Yeah, yeah, Maybe a little, yeah. My, my one that I switched for uh, Benil Dariush was Alexander Rakic. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Switch. Although looking at it now, I could have tried to play the the accent thing. Like, yeah, mm. I would have just kept that. I should have just kept it. Yeah, boys, that is our episode. Um, song. I'm gonna go song of the week. Do I just go Island Boy? I mean, isn't that Island Boy? It's either that or Goofy Movie Dog. Island Boy. No, I can't do it because it's not even on Apple, so we can't yeah. make it. Um, I'm going to stick with, I'll stick with the Island theme um, for this fight since we are back on Fight mm. Island. I'm going to go Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. Nice. Plus, I think we all need that song right now. Yeah. Just know everything's going to be all right. It's going to get true. better. It's going to get better out ya. Uh Before we go, Brandon, do you have anything for the people? Remember, this weekend is free, so you need to tune in, okay? doesn't happen very often. 2 p.m. start time as well. Don't forget. John, anything for the people? My Braves are in the World Series, baby. Let's go. Your Berries? My Braves. Oh, Braves. Okay. You guys don't watch baseball? Yeah. It's a good question. It's a valid question. Is there a dumber sport to you than baseball? Mm, that's a tough one, man. Golf. <laughs> 
there's a lot of people that are gonna hate you right <laughs> sorry, now. Sorry, sorry, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, wait, before I give my one for the people, should we go out with Island Boy or go out with our typical song? Up to you guys. I'm down with Island yeah, Boy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, we'll go out with Island Boy today. Um, my one for the people is for Brandon. Actually, how mm. do you fix a broken pumpkin? I don't think you can. A pumpkin patch. Wow. Keep Hope you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, everybody have a good weekend. Have a safe, safe Halloween. Enjoy UFC 267 this weekend. I've never heard this song before. Put your vests on. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. I'm Cause we try home like a line from the island boy from the Caribbean. Que cool, que yo soy cool, I'm an island boy. Put my vest on, yeah.